thank you for joining Brothers of the Word, because brother, you need the Word. We welcome all of you who are joining us by television or those of you joining us at airjesus.com. I want you to stay tuned to today's message. I want to help you to live better, to enjoy life better, to appreciate things better and, and be blessed in life. And if you will, if you open your, your Bibles up to two scriptures, I'd like for you to look at two texts today, uh, the first being in the book of Ephesians and the second being in the book of First Thessalonians, First Thessalonians, and you will find First Thessalonians there right behind the book of uh, Philippians and Colossians, and then you run into First Thessalonians, and also put your um, finger in just a, uh, the book of Ephesians, which is just a few books before Thessalonians, uh, the book of Ephesians. And let's read uh, Ephesians chapter 5, and we'll read verse 18, 19, and 20. When you get there, say amen. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18, 19, and 20. Let's read that together. Ready? Read. And be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord, giving thanks always for all things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. And also flip over there to First uh, Thessalonians chapter 5 also, 1 Thessalonians chapter 5, and let's read uh, verses 16 through 18 together in unison. When you get there, say amen. Let's read verse 16, 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16, 17, and 18. Ready? Read. Rejoice evermore. Pray without ceasing. In everything give thanks. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you. And I just would like to use as a subject today, living with a grateful heart. Living with a grateful heart. And so um, I like something that J.A. Shedd said. He said, he who thanks but with the lips, thanks but in part, the full, the true thanksgiving comes from the heart. And so we're talking about living with a grateful heart, living with a grateful heart. And these verses that we read um, in First Thessalonians and Ephesians 5, they convey to us that thanksgiving, giving thanks and having a grateful heart, is something that should be a part of everyday life, something that's a part of us, something that, um, you know, we should be grateful all the time. And so it's a, it's, it sort of denotes a continuous action, something that's, that's a part of your everyday life, something that's a part of you, something that you're always doing. Um, and so it's uh, giving thanks and having a grateful heart. It's, it's something that's sort of knit and woven 
into our lives. So it's not something just for Sunday morning or it's not just for one day or year. It's something that's a part of our lives. It's who we are. It's part of the very fabric of our being. Uh, having a grateful heart. And it's not just lip service, not just lip thanks, but it's coming from the, from the heart. I like something also that uh, Johannes Gertner said. He says, to speak gratitude is courteous and pleasant. To enact gratitude is generous and noble. But to live gratitude is to touch heaven. And so there's something powerful about living Uh, With a grateful heart, living with a grateful heart, when it's the way you live, when it's a part of your everyday life where you're grateful all the time. Notice those verses when we read Ephesians. It says, be thankful um, always for all things. And then 1 Thessalonians says, in everything, give thanks. And you just see a continuous action, a part of life, a part of our Spiritual lives, a part of our natural lives, a constancy, a heart attitude that is displayed there. And there's always something in our lives to give thanks for. No matter what kind of adversity you have in life, there is always something in our lives to give thanks for. I was uh, touched by mountain wings that I read this week and I want to read it to you. And it shares a little bit of of somebody who was in adversity, yet they still found something to be thankful for, even in the midst of their adversity. And here's a here's a prayer request that was sent in Mountain Wings. And it goes as as a, a lady wrote this as a prayer request. She said, I moved to this area a year and a half ago for my health, but I've been unable to find a job. My savings are depleted and I'm packing what little I have left to start living in my van. I thank God that I have a van to live in and that I have a few dollars left for gas, but a job would be appreciated. I have a dream of opening a bed and breakfast one day and I'm trying to hold fast to my dream. It's difficult to move halfway across the country And start again at 50 years old. But a woman's life expectancy is 80 plus years. So I have a lot of time left to realize my dream. Thank you. And God bless you. I look forward to Mountain Wings every day. And I'll still be reading it. Even if it is from the public library. And that was powerful. She thanked God for her van. She thanked God for a few dollars for gas. She even thanked God for mountain wings and for the ministry. So even in the midst of some, you know, some overwhelming adversity, she had a grateful heart. She had a grateful heart. Thanksgiving was still in her heart and upon her lips. The sacrifice of praise which she gave, which was her lips giving thanks And so um, there's always something for us to be thankful for, no matter what we're going through in life. And I just thought that was such a beautiful, beautiful uh, prayer request and a beautiful spirit and illustration of a thankful and a grateful heart. There's something about um, being grateful 
<clears throat> it does something to you. Uh, when you when you have a grateful heart, it I can't. It's hard to put it into words, but there's just a wonderful spirit that comes over you. There is uh, something that just makes you feel good. It, it relaxes you. It relieves tension and stress, and you begin to feel with the presence of God. You begin to feel your soul and your body and your existence with the presence of God. It causes peace and joy to just take you over, and it makes your heart sing. There's something wonderful that happens. I, I read something um, that uh, even psychologists said, and, and this psychologist said that concerning Thanksgiving, he says um, that sincere gratitude and thanksgiving is the healthiest of all human emotions. Um, this particular uh, psychologist, Hans Sale, who's considered the father of stress studies, he has said that gratitude produces more positive emotional energy than any other attitude in life. And so there's something about Thanksgiving, and it's hard to really quantify it and qualify it and tell you exactly what it is, but it makes you feel good. It brings a spirit of joy and peace on you. You feel with the presence of God, and you just, you just change. It changes your outlook. It changes who you are. It changes your perspective, and uh, it, it just makes your heart Sing. So there's something so powerful. Even God, God likes to be in the presence of thankful people. God doesn't like to be in the presence of complainers. God likes to be in the presence of thankful people. Look over, turn over in your Bible, if you will, to the book of Psalms, chapter 95. Look at Psalms 95. Psalms 95, and look at verse 2. Psalms 95, verse 2. And notice what it says, let us come before his presence with thanksgiving. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with psalms. So God even wants you to approach him with thanksgiving. God don't want you just showing up telling him all about your problems. Um, you know, you don't want to hear anybody who's always belly aching and complaining and just always down. That's not a fun person to be around. So God's the same way. He doesn't like to be around people like that. So the Bible says, approach him with thanksgiving. Come with a, a cheerful, joyful heart, giving thanks and praise. Also look at Psalms 100. You'll see it again. Psalms 100. Notice what it says, verse 1 and 2. Make a joyful noise unto the Lord, all ye lands. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing, know ye that the Lord, he is God. It is he that, have, that has made us and not we ourselves. We are his people and the sheep of his pasture. Look at verse 4. Enter into his gates with thanksgiving and enter his courts with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. So there's something powerful. Even God wants you to approach him. With thanksgiving, something about having a, a joyous, thankful and a grateful heart, 
It inspires your faith. It bolsters your faith. When you begin to give thanks and when you begin to have an attitude of gratitude and a grateful heart, it bolsters your faith. Something rises on the inside of you that you realize, you begin to realize how good God has been to you. And when you realize how good God has been to you, you realize that God is even now so taking care of me. And when you realize how good he's been and that he's taking care of you now, it is something that you become mindful of who God is, that he is faithful, he is trustworthy, he is good, and that he loves you. And when you start giving thanks and thinking of who God is and become mindful of who God is, it bolsters your faith. It activates your faith and your tenacity in life. So it's, it just really does something wonderful, wonderful for us when we have a grateful heart and a heart of thanksgiving. And you know, when we don't have a grateful heart, it's so easy to focus on what we don't have, to focus on what's wrong in life. And before you know it, we start complaining. When you're not grateful, you start getting depressed, then doubt, fear, all of these negative emotions and negative spirit come on you. And some people just complain about everything. The soup is too hot. Bed is too cold. My vacation was too short. My pay is too little. And we complain and complain. Some, some people find something wrong with it can be the most beautiful thing. They'll still find. Well, did you see the way she uh, had her hair? You know, they can always find something, always find something. Uh, having a critical spirit, complaining spirit or a griping spirit. And so you have to be careful that when you don't have a grateful heart, it is so easy to focus on things that we don't have. But a grateful heart focuses on what you do have. Not what you don't have, but what you do have in life. I love the, the uh, special guest we had here Sunday, Brother Charlie Reese. And as you saw him with your own eyes, missing two arms and a leg. And yet he wasn't bitter. He wasn't complaining. And that's really what touched us so much. Because if anybody had a reason to be bitter and to be angry in life and to complain in life, and expect somebody to owe him something. It was him. But yet he wasn't bitter. He wasn't angry. He wasn't complaining. He had a heart full of praise. And even when he finished speaking, he said, I got to sing. His heart was singing. He had a grateful heart. And there's no doubt um, that reason he's being elevated in life and he's able to make it through life is because he has a grateful heart, a heart full of praise. And he showed us that we have nothing to complain about. Nothing. God's people have always had a problem about complaining. And the Bible talks so much about the children of Israel coming through and they complained about this. They complained that they didn't have any food and God gave them bread. And they complained they didn't have anything but bread. And then God gave them meat and they complained. And they just kept complaining. Just kept complaining and they're murmuring. And even God got tired of it. And, and God, he did some things 
You know, he opened up the earth, swallowed half of them. He did some things. He got tired of them. <laughs> You're complaining, man. I mean, even after I said, God doesn't like to hear complaining. He doesn't like to hear this, uh, this negative spirit. So God likes us to be grateful. He likes us to be joyous. He likes us to have a grateful heart. And so, so often we, we lose sight. We lose sight of all of the wonderful blessings of God that we have in our lives. We should be thankful for uh, several things, and, and especially thinking about the particular guests we had Sunday. I just thought about several things uh, that he brought to my mind that we should be thankful for. But we should be thankful for the everyday things that we take for granted. Everyday things that we take for granted. Um, just to be able to pick up something. Just to be able to pick up something. I saw the great challenge he had in just being able to pick up a pen or to hold the cup. It was a miracle for him to be able to do it. And yet we have our arms and our fingers. And how often do we stop to just acknowledge the small act, or I should say the miracle of being able to pick up a pen, hold a piece of paper, to drink a cup of water, to hug somebody, to hold a baby. And so he reminded me of the everyday things that we, we take for granted. And, you know, sometimes um, I, I like uh, something that, that Cynthia Ozick said. She says, we often take for granted the very things that most deserve our gratitude. We sometimes take them for granted. And, you know, sometimes we don't really appreciate things until we almost lose them. And then we recognize what we really had. I, re- I remember, recall a, a story of a, a young man who had been injured in an accident. <clears throat> and the doctors told him that they would have to amputate his legs below the knee. And through a series of tests and examinations, Later on, they discovered that they would not have to amputate his legs. And this young man said when he got the news that he would be able to keep his legs and he would be able to walk and run and and have his legs, he says now every day when he wakes up, the first thing he does, he said he pats his legs and say, God, I thank you for my legs. God, I thank you that I have legs. And so often, you know, all of us, we take that for granted. We don't think about our legs. So, so often you don't, you don't become appreciative for something until you're about to lose it, until you're faced with losing it, and then you realize how good you had it. And so just the everyday little things that we have in life, I begin to, you know, stop sometimes in the morning now and just flex my fingers and my toes and, and thank God. God, thank you so much for my fingers and my hands and my arms, my legs. Thank you for my mobility. Thank you that I can run. Thank you that I can walk. Thank you that I can dance. Thank you that I can sing. Thank you that I can hold my children and love my wife. Thank you that I can drive. Thank you that I have clarity and soundness of mind. Thank you, Lord God, that I can eat. Father, thank you, Lord Jesus, that I can go to the bathroom. What a blessing that is. Folks, you don't know what a blessing it is to be able to go to the bathroom 
until you meet somebody who can't. Until you meet somebody who has these uh, cholesterol bags on the side where they are unable to go to the bathroom or have some other colon trouble. Um, you realize what a joy it is to go to the bathroom. It's a blessing. It's a joy. I remember I was in the bathroom one time and there was a man in the stall and he was just yelling out, thank you, Jesus. <laughs> and I mean, he was he was he was just enjoying himself. He was relieving himself and he was, oh, glory. Thank you, Jesus, Lord. Now, that was a man who was grateful. Because <laughs> he understood, he understood that that was a blessing, that that was a blessing to be able to go to the bathroom. What a blessing. What a blessing. What a blessing to be able to go to the bathroom. And so sometimes we, we don't appreciate things until we lose them or about to lose them or, or threaten we sometimes neglect to appreciate. And so our speaker Sunday, he taught me to appreciate the little things that we take for granted. To realize that there are some things worth more than all the money in the world. There's no amount of money you can give me for my eyes. There's no amount of money you can pay me for one of my arms. There's no amount of money you can pay me for the ability to, to eat and drink and go to the bathroom and run and dance and sing. You can't put a price on that. No amount of money. Give thanks. Give thanks. Give thanks. Be grateful for the little things in life. There is no amount of money that you can put on being able to see a sunset. No amount of money that you can substitute for being able to hear a bird sing. You know, if we only had stars in the sky once every 10 years, you know you would stay up all night to view the stars. But because we have them every night, you take them for granted. Stop and take time and, and enjoy the beauty of God that's expressed in nature, his creation, and be thankful. Take time to walk outside and look up each night and give God thanks for the stars. Behold the beauty. And that's, that's what happens to us all the time. So, so often we're so used to having so much stuff, we're no longer thankful. We're no longer grateful. We don't appreciate it because we're, we, we're used to it. We're so blessed. Sometimes we're too blessed for our own good. And we forget how thankful and we just trying to get more and more and more, and we're not even thankful for what we already have. Be thankful for what you already have. Be thankful for what you already have. I want you to go to airjesus.com. You can listen to this message, message number 7402 in its entirety. You can also email it to a friend absolutely free of charge. But thank you for joining us today at Brothers of the Word, because, brother, you need the Word. <clears throat> This ends message number 7402 by C. Elijah Bronner. To send this message number 7402 to a friend, simply go to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com. This has been message number 7402. Listen to airjesus.com and theonlineword.com often and keep your spirit charged up.